I was born in Lafayette, Louisiana, and grew up there. In the early 1970s, I used to go to a store called Budget Records, which was this little hippie place. I was about 12 or 13 years old, and I'd get these original Rolling Stone newspapers. That's the first way I heard about the dead. It's the only reason I ever knew about them. There wasn't a radio station where I could plug into too many different kinds of music down there. Lafayette was a little town, and it wasn't hip. A few hip folks around, but I was young, and I wasn't really connected with those types of people. The hippest I got was when I would travel with my uncle, artist Robert Rauschenberg, and my mom. We'd go to concerts like Ravi Shankar in a tent in upstate New York. The first person who ever really turned me on to the Grateful Dead was Jimmy McDonald. Jimmy and I grew up together in Lafayette. There were no deadheads in Lafayette. If there were, nobody knew about it. Most people didn't even know about the Grateful Dead. When we were about 18, Jimmy left our little Cajun domain to go to Amherst College. He started ranting and raving about this band called the Grateful Dead. I remember once I was down at Rauschenberg's house in Florida, and Jimmy sent me an Easter card with this list of records to buy. Wake of the Flood, Mars Hotel, and some others. I got to learn the Dead's music, and I fell in love with it. The more I listened to it, the more it made sense. The Easter card also had some other things in it that helped the music make more sense, too. It just kept getting more and more interesting, lyrically and musically. I'd been to a lot of rock concerts, but I'd never gone to a dead show yet. I remember Jimmy brought a live tape once, and I heard Scarlet Begonias. I said, man, the stereo is messed up. It's warbling, man. It's off sync. Jimmy said, no, that's how it is. I was only used to studio versions of the songs, and I was listening for the first time to this live audience tape somebody had recorded in the back of a stadium. The syncopations, everything, was totally different. It totally threw me. I was used to a more consistent sound. Then Jimmy and I went to our first show on January 8, 1979, at Madison Square Garden. We came in from Amherst, and the train station must have been underneath because we just walked up the stairs and got a ticket for the show. Then we went home, changed clothes, and went back to the concert. I remember I bought my first dead t-shirt there that night. Some Egyptian thing, really ugly, but I wore it anyway. Anyway, we got in and got to our seats, which were eye-level but way in the back. Right before the band came on, we took, I don't even know what it was, but it had some label of green associated to it. I remember the second set beginning in the whole building, Madison Square Garden in the round, and everybody was little pink pyramids dancing around me, and I didn't know how to deal with it. I couldn't navigate too well that night. I was totally out there, and finally I blasted through the roof. I said to Jimmy, I gotta go, and Jimmy said, you can't leave, we can't go, and I said, you don't have to leave, I have to go. I start making my way through what seemed like catacombs, tunnels. I was trying to make my way through the hallways. Jimmy was following me because I hadn't been to New York that many times and I didn't know where I was going. There were police slamming a guy's head in the door, all this weird shit going on. And we opened this one door out of all this chaos, closed it behind us, and everything was silent all of a sudden in this huge room. At the time, it seemed like ten stories high, five basketball floors wide. Two policemen with white gloves were standing there with their arms crossed, talking to each other, at the very opposite corner. They just looked at us, and were standing there looking bewildered like, where are we? Jimmy and I looked at each other like, well? We tried to walk out, but the door was locked. Finally, we got out of the place somehow, I don't quite remember how, but we got out. 
We negotiated a bit and then got this bizarre Jamaican cab driver. It was his first night ever as a cab driver. Jimmy was at the helm. He was trying to tell the guy how to get home, but he didn't know where we were either. Buildings were bending over the road, so we just wanted to go somewhere we knew. Finally, we got to Rauschenberg's house on Lafayette Street, and I thought, I can't even go inside. So we walked down to this little bar, and for about 30 minutes, I couldn't even talk. Jimmy was saying all this stuff, and he started getting concerned because I was just sitting there. The show was great, but whatever we took that night was too out there for me. I mean, there were bottles flying at Madison Square Garden, and it just wasn't something I was used to. This was my first experience with the Grateful Dead. It was so overwhelming for me. It was heavy. It's what I call a colorful blur. It changed my life.